Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll share about the hymn, I Need Thee Every Hour, and talk with music ministry participant Don Lingle. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. If you sing through all five stanzas of this hymn, you'll end up singing the sentence, I need thee, 20 times. I need thee every hour was written by Annie Hawks. Annie was a New York native and showed a propensity for writing poems and hymns at the age of 14. As an adult, she focused, though, mainly on her marriage and raising her children. Of the over 400 hymns that she wrote, only I Need Thee Every Hour continues to be sung today. The tune for this hymn was written by Robert Lowry. Robert Lowry was a Baptist pastor in Pennsylvania and New York, and just so happened to be the pastor of Hanson Place Baptist Church in Brooklyn, where Annie Hawks was a member. He encouraged her gifts of poetry and hymn writing. When composing the tune for I Need Thee Every Hour, he added the refrain, I need thee, oh I need thee, every hour I need thee. Robert Lowry wrote a number of other hymn tunes, uh, a couple that we're familiar with are We're Marching to Zion and Something for Thee, but he also wrote a number of texts and tunes together. You'll recognize Shall We Gather at the River, What Can Wash Away My Sin, Low in the Grave He Lay, and How Can I Keep from Singing. Both the text and tune display qualities of gospel hymns of the 19th century. These hymns frequently use personal language, I, me, and my, and are often testimonial in nature. They have a memorable refrain. The tunes have slow harmonic rhythm, meaning that the chords change less frequently. And the texts and tunes are often tied specifically to one another, rather than being interchangeable, as is the case in other genres of hymnody. Text writer Annie Hawks shares about the writing of this hymn. Quote, One day, as a young wife and mother of 37 years of age, I was busy with my regular household tasks during a bright June morning in 1872. Suddenly, I became so filled with the sense of nearness to the Master that, wondering how one could live without Him, either in joy or pain, these words were ushered into my mind, the thought at once taking full possession of me, I need thee every hour. Many years later, after the death of her husband, Hawks reflected again on the power of this hymn. I did not understand at first why this hymn had touched the great throbbing heart of humanity. It was not until long after, when the shadow fell over my way, the shadow of a great loss, that I understood something of the comforting power in the words which I had been permitted to give out to others in my hour of sweet serenity and peace. Today's episode concludes with the singing of I Need Thee Every Hour, by the Congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with the VHBC Orchestra and Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to email me at marty at vhbc.com.
these podcast conversations week after week have been such a blessing for me. And I appreciate everyone uh, listening on the podcast and uh, all the guests who've uh, taken time to uh, chat with me. And today, I'm really glad to welcome Don Lingle to the podcast. Welcome, Don. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, it's uh, it's good to be able to, to chat with you today. I appreciate you uh, getting set up to do this with me. Well, you're welcome. That was a task, but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes technology doesn't always agree with us, does it? Especially when you're 80 years old. It makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don, uh, why don't you tell us first uh, what you're involved with at VHBC? Okie dokie. Uh, first, I am a deacon. I think this is my last year uh, to be that. I've enjoyed that much. And all my deacon lists, they're sweet people. I'm a member of the choir. Uh, I ring handbells. And I'm on a men's quartet. I'm a member of the Joyful Noise uh, Sunday School class, and they're uh, named uh, properly. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, I'm involved in uh, the uh, Birmingham Food Bank. Uh, we meet out there and sort uh, food and pack food, and I've been uh, putting boxes together also. Uh, usually I enjoy doing that. Uh, and let me see, and also uh, preparing, cooking and preparing food. Our church does that, and we take it down Birmingham to Birmingham and feed the uh, uh, homeless that come into the uh, church mm -hmm. there. And that's about all. Uh, that's that's quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I have not had the opportunity to go to the food bank here, but uh, in uh, the community we lived in previously had a, had a food bank as well. And I had some opportunities to uh, be involved with that. And it's such a, a vital, vital ministry. Um, yes, yes, it uh, is. Especially, you know, obviously for those who are dependent upon it. Uh, mm -hmm. The same thing with the, the food uh, preparation. I, those are both right. um, such such great ministries that I'm glad our church is involved yes, with. I and, and, and being a deacon uh, is important work always, but especially now, uh, keeping yeah. us keeping families connected and um, and shepherded. So thank you. True, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, tell us, uh, I, I know a little bit, uh, but tell us about your background in music and how that um, was weaved into your, your uh, vocation. Well, I guess, I guess I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, my bachelor's degree, I got to Stetson University and my master's from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah, but in 1960 is when I began to be involved in the music ministry. I was a member of the Killarney Baptist Church, sang in the choir there, rode my little motor scooter there every Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, my family worshipped there. And I began doing the music there Sunday night, and then they got me to do it Sunday morning. And then while I was two years at Stetson, I did the whole ball of wax. I drove back and forth. Stetson is in Deland, Florida, only 45 minutes away. So I could draw, drive down there and see my family and then do the choir and everything and go back. And uh, let me see. And uh, 1960, when I was working at Vacation uh, Bible School, I felt the call. Uh, well, after I graduated from uh, Orlando Junior College, uh, I 
I, I sat down and said, well, what in the world am I doing with my life? You know, I high school, went to Park High School and now Orlando Junior College and now what's next? And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, I said, well, good grief, Don. It's, I mean, what does it take to get your attention? <laughs> and I was doing music and loved it and everything like that. So I enrolled at, uh, in Deland, Florida and began my music education there. I was there four years, uh, and half of that time I did the music at Kalani Baptist Church, and the other half at uh, New Samarita Beach United Methodist Church. Uh, and after I graduated from Stetson, I went on to the New Orleans, and on the way, uh, I went through Gonzales, Florida, which is right above Pensacola. And that's where I was for three years. Uh, going back and forth each weekend to New Orleans. Uh, and that's where I met the sweetheart of my life. Uh, she was a member of the uh, church at that time. I was there for three years. We got married in 1966. And then we moved to my first, very first church was in Petal Harvey Baptist Church in Petal, Mississippi. I was there for a short while and then moved to Gadsden where I was at Bellevue Baptist Church as music and youth for uh, three years. And from there I went uh, to uh, uh, Ridgecrest Baptist Church, got them all churches messed up, in, in Montgomery for nine years. Then became a charter member of the Alabama Singing Men, with Paul Stewart directed at that time. And uh, from, uh, I was there at 28 years doing uh, music and youth for the first 10 years. And the last uh, 18 years, I was just straight music. So I was there for 28 years. So I got one more year on our, on our pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rub it in when I get here. I'm going to write him a letter. <laughs> but I uh, had a wonderful ministry there. And uh, then I came, retired after 28 years. And I did a little, uh, for three years while hunting for a house, uh, I did the music at a Bethan Baptist church, a little a large country country church. And let me see, uh, said I was a charter member. Also, I was um, a charter member of the Alabama, I mean, the Centurion, who hopefully, I don't know, we're having a board meeting this coming Friday. So hopefully we're going to discuss whether we're going to have that tour or not. Yeah. <laughs> but if we do, then everybody will get an opportunity to hear them. And yes. I'll be on the very back row and you'll be on the very front row. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's right. I, 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 I've never uh, been a back row singer just uh, by virtue of my um, height or lack thereof. <laughs> my height puts me in the back row. Yep, yep. <laughs> Don, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Uh, I had two brothers and two sisters and two half brothers. My None of them are alive. Well, all but two are alive now. And that's my uh, sister who lives in Tennessee and my brother who lives in Orlando. Uh, oh, oh, family dot. I got to remember my sweet wife uh, yeah. of, of uh, 51 and a half years. Uh, she gave me three children, uh, one who was stillborn, Jonathan Andrew. Uh, but Jeremy Andrew is uh, now working for the University of Colorado in Denver. He's got his doctorate and master. He bachelor's from Alabama and his uh, master's and doctorate from uh, Georgia State. He worked at, uh, there for a while, and then he went to, uh, well, he's been there now for a, about a year and a half at the university, and he loves it out there. So all that snow and mountains in the background. My daughter. <laughs> and you've gotten, 
and you've gotten to spend some time with him uh, during this pandemic uh, situation, haven't you? I did. I went over in June and they wouldn't let me come back until September (laughs) 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 because it was so bad. And so I finally said, I've got to go home, you know, so I finally made it back. Now, my daughter, uh, she is uh, here in Birmingham. She's graduate of Sanford and she got a uh, master's degree at UAB in uh, disease control, and that's who, what she works with, a big, large company, and, and she's involved now up to her neck because she has the California, and that's the worst state, I understand, mm-hmm. with this mess. So she is hard at work from morning to night there in, in her off, in, well, in her home, really. Mm-hmm. Her husband uh, graduated also from Sanford. That's where they met, and uh, he got his master's degree from Montevallo university here and he's now at the middle school at vestavia uh middle school here well i have to i have to say don um i got to know uh, your wife dot uh she passed away before i came to vestavia hills but i got uh, to know her a little bit um it, through the centuryman i was uh, part of the team that was sell cds after concerts and oh. uh dot would um uh, that very last tour before she passed away, she was uh, helping uh, with that as, uh, at, you know, having traveled with you on that tour. And uh, so I got to spend some time with her, uh, after, you know, before and after concerts doing that work. And uh, just a, a lovely lady. I know you miss her dearly. Yeah, very much. All the, all the time, different things, different music will come up, you know, and then and, and it, it just, Pulls at the old heartstrings. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She was a sweet girl. There's one, if you talk with her just a little bit, you felt like you knew her your whole yes. life. She's a little country girl from South Alabama, Pigeon Creek, you know, and she put up with me for a long time. What a patient. <laughs> <laughs> now, Don, you have to, you, you have to tell us a little bit about your recent uh, home uh, uh, adventure, moving, moving oh. to a new place. Oh, dear. Uh, let me tell you about that. In May of the, uh, last year, I bought a, a larger home, which I didn't should not have bought here, closer to the church, because my daughter and my son said, Dad, you're way out. Well, it took me 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes to get to church from uh, where I'm Margaret, Alabama. Uh, so I moved in here to uh, in Shelby County, but it's right off Valleydale Road. And it's only 12 minutes from the church and 12 minutes from my grandchildren and my Mm -hmm. daughter and son-in-law. And so it's very more convenient. I'm close to the uh, grocery stores and all the pharmacies and all that that stuff. So, but the down part of that is I recently found out that I have some structural damage in the house. Oh, no. no. So they're going to have to be jacking up my house here come up in a few weeks uh so i'll be level-headed i guess the word will say <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great house i'm in the den right now in a fireplace behind me and nice kitchen living room dining room and upstairs it's and uh, I've, I've enjoyed working well working i know you're right i know you're glad to be closer to family and i know that they're glad for you to be closer Well, Don, uh, I have loved hearing from folks about what is bringing them life. 
Um, based on the Bible verse, John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So, Don, uh, what's bringing you life these days? Well, I began uh, collecting stamps when I was in middle school, uh, way back in the 50s. Uh, and then when I went to college, I put a, my book up and left. Well, when I was moving out of Andalusia, uh, came across packing, I came across my old stamp book. And uh, I said, well, this would be an interesting hobby. So I started then, and I've been doing that ever since. So it's been about 20 years, I guess, now I've been collecting stamps. I try to focus on the U.S. stamps because uh, world stamps are world stamps. And, and a lot of countries are no longer in existence today as they were back then. Uh, but when you go to these antique places and uh, I see buy all these old stamp books, you've got world stamps. So you got to include those. So I've got a substantial collection right now. I have one stamp that's worth $500 and quite a few that are worth in the hundreds. Uh, but that's from years of looking for them around. And uh, let me see my, uh, my favorite scripture verse, which kept me going all of these years besides my sweet life is from Psalms 4. Fourth chapter of Psalms, the fifth and sixth verse, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And I can attest to that. That good Lord's been with me the whole time uh, throughout my life. And you don't realize that you look back, you know, and try to summarize some of the things you do and how you got to where you did without his help. I would not have made it. I would not. And my favorite hymn is Have Faith in God, for he's on his throne. He watches o'er his own. Uh, and that's, of course, it goes on to other verses, but I'm yeah. on board with that. <laughs> you know, your stamp collecting, I, that is just so interesting. And um, yeah, and, and obviously the, the hymns and Bible verses that have uh, sustained you uh, through the years, but especially in this season. Um, when we, you know, things are so different now, and uh, I'm, I appreciate you so much sharing about about all that, and um, and just kind of telling us a little bit about your your family and your life, and um, a career in ministry that uh, I know uh, was influential in in so many people's lives. I have no doubt that there are um, so many who can uh, point to you as someone who guided them in their spiritual journey and musical journey as well. That's true. I've been on tour. I run into several when we're acquired, uh, the Centurion tours. I just run into those guys. They'll just come and say, lingo or dingaling or whatever they call me back then, you know, <laughs> you know uh, at the time when I was youth director. Uh, but, you know, and a lot of them turned out to be ministers of music and pastors, you mm. know, and missionaries, uh, you know, and a lot of just, you know, just good, good kids. They were all really yeah. good kids. Uh, recently, uh, well, I still stay in contact with quite a few of them right now. They're, they're all a part of me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. And your, your legacy uh, continues through them. And uh, for those who have become ministers themselves through their ministry as well. Right, right. Yeah. That's well, true. Don, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, talking with me today and sharing a little bit about yourself. And uh, I know folks will uh, enjoy hearing this from you. And um, I hope you uh, in, uh, 
get to get to some more stamp collecting. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. It's got me through this COVID virus. Let me tell you. Yes. yes. Busy. Well, I appreciate this opportunity so much, Marty, and we're so glad to have you. Yeah. Well, there as our minister of music, and I look forward to being in the choir. Yes, being back, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, Don. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you again. You too. It's easy to find new episodes of this podcast if you subscribe. Today's episode concludes with the singing of I Need Thee Every Hour.